Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the broadcast today. We are continuing to look at the Psalms of Ascent. This is a section in the, the Psalter that runs from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, and it's essentially the kind of the the Jewish journey um, from wherever the ancient Jews lived up to Jerusalem, those three times a year when they had those annual feasts. I get that right, Jonathan? That's correct, yeah. And so how this translates to the Christian today is even though we're not making a physical journey to the physical geographical place of Jerusalem, um, our life um, really is a journey that composed, is composed of these three things. You mentioned uh, harassment, Help. Help and heaven. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah. There's a triad that's going through this these fifteen psalms, and it keeps repeating itself in uh, some form of being harassed or being troubled, um, needing help or getting help and finding trust um, to um, a certain triumph that comes through there, um, victory, heaven. So there's a. You know, we're living in an uncongenial world. There's a, a reminder of the sufficiency that we have in God, and then there's a sense of being at peace and home in Zion or at worship with God's people, being near God right. in His with His presence. So the last two days we looked at Psalm 120, which deals with that being harassed. Mm-hmm, the then hostility. we looked at Psalm 121, which dealt with the psalmist crying out for help. And now we're moving to that third triad in Psalm 122, which is uh, the psalmist um, experiencing heaven or deliverance or triumph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these, these psalms all, uh, as we call them psalms, songs of ascent. And we get that from the ascription on the, on the psalm itself, the, the Hebrew ascription. They, each one bear that ascription, a song of ascent. And this particular one is written by David, a psalm of ascent of David. And uh, you can, you can. He he said begins with, "I was glad when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord.'" And you, you can almost uh, detect David's joy in this. We remember when uh, when they did bring the Ark of the Covenant up to the temple to establish it in Jerusalem. David danced before the Ark. You know, there's and he hasn't lost that sense of appreciation of God's presence yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, this this Psalm one twenty two is is very celebratory. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a joyful psalm. Um, I, I, th- I think uh, Jonathan better read this one. Yes. Okay, let's read uh, Psalm 122. A song of a sense of David. I was glad when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. 
There thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. You know, the beginning of this psalm reminds me of how Psalm 73 kind of works. Asaph is working through the problem of evil. And he's like, oh, all my holiness has been worthless all these days. Maybe, you know, but, but then, but then I came to the sanctuary mm. and I saw, you know, what evil, what the end of evil is, which is destruction. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of has that same feeling here in verse one where he says, let us go to the house of the Lord. I mean, his greatest desire is to worship with the people of God in the presence of God. Yes. And this yes. is this is really the beating heart of a of a true saint's you know spirit and outlook on life. Yeah, absolutely. I I cannot read this psalm, Psalm one twenty two, and that that first verse. I was glad when they said to me, "Let us go to the house of the Lord." Mm-hmm. I cannot read that verse without thinking about uh, the church uh, where I grew up in a little town in uh, farm country of Central California. And that was posted over the doorway of the church, mm. that mm-hmm. verse. Uh, and, and we saw that every Sunday morning when we went into the sanctuary to worship God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's just... That's just um, amen. Know, amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it really does apply to our, our worship experience. Um, you know, most of us have understood what that loss was during these weeks of COVID, yeah. you know, 10, 12 weeks, and maybe some of us even longer, yes. uh, thinking about not being able to worship with the worshiping communion. That's, the, that's been the hardest thing. Yes. Has it not been? Absolutely. Yeah. So, the, so the delight is there. And, and, the, and you think about the pilgrims as they were traveling, you know, from wherever they were, you know, they, as, they, as they gathered nearer and nearer to Jerusalem, the, there was a swelling of the population, and they're singing these songs. One of the nice things about these psalms that we're looking at, they're all fairly short. They're kind of like the uh, – they, they would be the ancient choruses, you might say. These, are the, these were songs that were right on their tongue and ready on their lips, and they would be singing these as they made their journey. And you can imagine a, a little bit of a choir of, of people in, joining in to sing these songs, uh, and particularly this one of the joy of going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we, we don't have a lot of time. You know, as a contemporary Christian, I'm reading this psalm, right? And I see Jerusalem mentioned three, two, two three times, and I... I read the gates of the Lord, the house of the Lord. Uh, it seems very geographical. As a Christian, do I connect with this text at all? Or is this just about some, is it just about physical Israel? That is a really good question. And uh, uh, absolutely, well, absolutely no. This isn't just about physical it's Israel. Both and. <laughs> yeah, both and. You know, for the ancient Jews, Yes. Uh, this was celebratory. Uh, it's about the arrival in Jerusalem when the pilgrims are making their way to worship in the temple and the joy that they experienced, and and just you can you can sense it just that, and and we can as we have been doing, we can apply this to our own worship experience when we gather with brothers and sisters in Christ for Lord's Day worship. Uh, we can apply it to that experience, but ultimately, ultimately, our temple. Uh, 
to in whom we dwell is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is the new temple. So it's not about geography. I saw a yeah. wonderful quote uh, just just not long ago uh, from uh, uh, one of my favorite authors, whose name I'm blanking on right now. But anyway, <laughs> some author, yeah, some really great author, <laughs> who said, "Take away, take away our place of worship." And we will still worship because we carry our sanctuary within us. Mm-hmm. Jesus is our temple, and, and we are always in Him. And now, yes, it is a special. There, there, there is something special about being together with the people of God. But for the Christian, uh, this is about being in Christ, mm-hmm. uh, and we celebrate uh, that our home, our identity, our dwelling place is in Him. Amen. And, I, and and you're right. There is a there's a historical aspect that we can't forget in the psalm. There is a, a present aspect which talks about our which addresses our worship, because in Hebrews it tells us that we when we worship we do come to Mount Zion to the heavenly Jerusalem. Yeah, Hebrews twelve. And and, and then there's then there's the uh, the future. Jerusalem is the name of our final destiny. Yeah. In the new heavens and the new earth, uh, Revelation twenty one nine. Yeah. You know. Uh, the the bride of Christ uh, is is brought to the city that descends from heaven with all of its glory. Yeah, uh, we're mm-hmm. so that's our that's you know we're we're we live between that uh, you know it's already yeah. because we're in worship we are with that heavenly Jerusalem but yeah. not yet yeah and, it's and coming. Let me just add that to, to add to that real quick. As a present day Christian, you know, reading in verse six, it says, "Pray for the peace of Jerusalem." Now that's in the imperative. It's a command. Yes. Uh, it, how, how do we obey that command? And I would suggest this, brothers, you may disagree, um, but I would suggest that doesn't mean what, what many of our dispensational brothers mean today, where they're very kind of very much focused on an ethnic people in Israel, although we love um, Israelites just like we love other people. Um, but what this is saying, in my, in my view for today, is pray for the peace of the church. Yes. Uh, pray for the people of God. Um, because that's to whom we belong. Mm-hmm. And uh, to pray for peace um, is, as we all know from the peace, and particularly in the Old Testament, but you, you see this throughout the Bible, peace is not just the absence of conflict. Peace is God's shalom, mm-hmm. uh, the wholeness and joy and ultimate peace that comes from knowing Christ and being reconciled in Him, being reconciled to God being reconciled to one another in Christ. Mm. Uh, that's what we're praying for when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm. Uh, we're, we're praying for the church. Uh, we're praying for the people of God today uh, that they may, may they be secure who love you. And think, about, and think about how applicable that is. I mean, you, you look at any kind of persecuted church website, you'll find that we have brothers and sisters in Nigeria who are regularly getting chopped up by Islamic extremists. You'll find churches that are being burned down and broken down in China. You'll find um, in our own country uh, churches who are being forbidden to meet uh, be- because of you know COVID. And doesn't your heart just ache mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. of God when you come across those stories? Yeah. This is the psalm that kind of helps you deal with that. Pray for the peace. Pray for the churches. Mm-hmm. Pray for the people of God. Mm-hmm. 
Somebody jump in. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. Hey. Well, I thought you guys yeah, were, we're just we're, chewing on that. Wait, 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 look at <laughs> yes, that mark. Like, we want to say amen, but then, uh, you know, now we have to make a transition here. I thought that I was just so uh, profound you, were, that you guys you were just, dumbstruck. Yeah, you just, yeah. And you, could, you didn't have anything else to say. Well, we should. <laughs> We should that, make a we should make a note of that moment. Well, let's let's not <laughs> write it on our calendars. Through three pastors with nothing to say. Oh, <laughs> I, I at the same time I would say uh, you know I I don't think that it means that we don't pray for Israel. <laughs> I think That's that, right. I think that there. Of course. I mean we we have a lot to be thankful for. I mean if somebody said uh, you know how do you know the Bible is true. And uh, one of the responses was, I can say that in one word, the Jews. Yeah. Um, yes. God has kept his people, and God has a plan for his people. Yeah. His people are, is the church, which includes those that are going to be purchased out of every tribe, nation, and tongue, yeah. including Israel. Yep. Just like we should pray for other ethnicities. I mean, it's like right. this kind of the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement right now, you know, as a slogan. Uh, yeah, it's true that Black Lives Matter, but it's also true that all lives matter. Um, as as Christians, should we pray for not only the church in Israel but also the lost in Israel? Of course, we should, but not to the exclusion of other people groups. Yeah, and and I and I the reason I only emphasize that is because I was I was raised in a somewhat dispensational background, and I feel like there was a an over emphasis or an Israel centricity in some of those circles. Not all of them, but that mm-hmm. that informs the way that you read the Bible, right? And and you know, of course, you know that it says in the Old Testament, you know, about Abraham, those that bless you, I will bless, and mm-hmm. those that curse you, I will curse. And there's a reminder, um, you know, he was to be the father of nations, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, and as a father of nations, um, you know, through the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ, he was going to draw all people to himself. Yep. Yep. Yep, amen. And he is the true Israel. All right, well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that these Psalms of Ascent have been beneficial for you, especially in the troubling times that we live in. And let me just say this, dear brothers and sisters, um, when you find yourself in trouble, it does your soul best when you lift your eyes up to eternal things, to that city on a hill, to the new Jerusalem, to Uh, Christ and his kingdom and that's what we're hoping to accomplish in these broadcasts we'll talk to you next time 